Welcome back, everyone. It is episode four of Trainer's Truth. And today I am here with the amazing... Jasmine. Yes! <laughs> now, Jazz, I want you to tell people what is it you do? And just quickly before she goes into that, this is an amazing unit of a person that I actually met in Gymbox, and she's actually repping today. I, I didn't realize until yeah. then. But how, um, yeah, just, just, just give us a little bit of like an overview, because from what I understand, you've been in fitness for a decent amount of time, um, and you've had what seems to be fairly interesting from some of the sessions that we've kind of had, like with Ben, he's always made a kind of like a mention of your background, but we've never actually gone into that. So I'd, I'd actually like to know a little bit more about you this, um, this episode. Cool. So where do you want me to start? Let's start, <laughs> let's start at the start. How did you get into <laughs> fitness? How did I get into fitness? Well, you know what's really interesting? So I watched your first podcast, like, yeah. about you, right? And I found it really interesting because we're kind of similar in the way where when we were in school, we did not like sports yes hated um it. and so i was also that kid who faked all the notes like anything any no like way. especially swimming yes it was like jasmine can't go swimming today she's got a cold um do you know why i used to the reason you've actually just taken me back because i was actually all right at swimming when i was younger right. but my issue was is i couldn't actually lift my own body weight so trying to get out they'd always be like if you can't get out the swimming pool like yeah. you can't go up into higher bands. So my stream, yeah, yeah, yeah. my swimming ability was quite strong, but they were just like, you can't lift. I, that was the biggest struggle for me, Jazz. That's Couldn't get myself out of the swimming pool. That's struggle. But yeah, like I, I didn't. Well, swimming was just one, just one of the many things. Yeah. So like I, I just hated sports in general. But, mm. um, but then when I went to university, I. I got a job at the gym, at the gym, <laughs> at reception. Just a, this doesn't make right? sense. <laughs> I got a job at the gym at reception because I, re I needed a job. I was an international student, so I could only work on campus. Yeah. And I did not want to work in, uh, like, fast food, right? Okay, I didn't want to okay. work, um, like, in the, in the, like, the food halls and all that. Yeah. Um, and then I met this guy in one of my classes, and he was like, oh, I work at the gym, right? I could see if there's a position. Mm. Um, and so then that's how I started working at the gym. And then, because I was working at the gym, I was kind of like, well, it'd be pretty lazy of me if I'm here all the time and I don't train. Yes, yes. Um, and so so then, you know, like most people, I just started doing, like, cardio. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's always it's the entry point now, isn't yeah. it? You know, I think when it comes to things like cardio, there comes a point, I guess, even with our training, there was when I was going through my PT journey, it was like, oh, what's the point in doing cardio? Like, yeah, yeah. why would you come to the gym to do that stuff? And I almost find that I've almost done a complete 180. Yeah. And it's like, no, introduce cardio, yeah. but with an intent, you know, because it, it does have its health benefits yeah. and stuff like that. So, yeah, I was, yeah, the journey of cardio yeah. is interesting. But so, yeah, I started there. So keep in mind, right, like mm -hmm. to give you like a timeline, I'm 43. <laughs> and that was when I was 21. Okay, okay, <laughs> okay. Like many, many years ago. <laughs> um, and then um, a f my flatmates, they uh, 
they had a friend from elementary school and he used to come over and, and he, he went to the gym. Okay. And they were like, oh, Raph, Jazz, just randomly, they were like, Jazz wants to learn how to use weights. And I'm like, oh my God, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> um, there's this gorgeous guy and they're like telling him this and he was like, oh yeah, like sometime when I, you know, go to the gym, I'll, I'll call oh, you. Oh, you can come along. I'll, yeah, he's like, I'll, I'll pick you up. And I was like, Okay, fine. And I didn't think he would do it. And one day he called, right? So there's like we didn't have mobile phones then, so it was like call the home phone. Okay, okay. And then uh, and he was like, he was like, hey, I'm going to the gym. Shall I, shall I swing by? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, um, okay, sure. Um, so he took me there, and like on hindsight, right? I'm like, oh my goodness, like he clearly didn't know what he was doing. Yeah. Because he got me under a 20 kilo bar. And was just like, oh, this is how you squat, right? So I got to the bottom. And so keep in mind, I was 21 at the time. I'm only four foot eight, right? So yeah. keep in mind again, is, like, is there, is there any... relative. Like, I was only, like, I was just under 40 kilos at the time. I was tiny. Wow. Um, and so, you know, 20 kilo bar, right? I yeah. got to the bottom and I couldn't stand back up. <laughs> I just got stuck at the bottom. Like, and that was my first experience with weights. Yeah. Literally. Yeah. Um, but then, you know, like... Afterwards, like he showed me other stuff, and mm-hmm. I just went in and, and tried different things. And then, like most really young people who go to the gym mm-hmm. and you know start to get an interest in it, yeah, uh, there was a course, yeah, um, like a like a, an instructor course. So okay. I decided to take the course, and then um, once I was qualified, I moved from the reception to the the actual fitness center. Yeah, um, and so that was that was basically how it started. But like, but for me, I felt like. It was it was almost like a discovery that um, that I was strong, mm. right, and that there were sort of like not necessarily sports, but like at the time, it's like more like physical activity, yeah, um, that was suited to me, to you, yeah, because all the sports that you do in school are like team sports, yeah. right, like and they and they favor like taller, bigger, faster people, right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was never for me. It was like you know basketball, volleyball, like whatever four yeah. foot eight like that's just not my sport, that's a really right? interesting point that you raise actually i actually yeah. never thought of that yeah so as a little person if you don't have access to things like gymnastics and weightlifting in your school you're not going to actually realize that like actually small people are built for different sports um and, and i like that sorry why yeah. i lean back that means i like that point <laughs> yeah. that is awesome yeah 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 and and but this is what i always say right i'm like i'm like the physical education in schools really should be to help people to help kids yeah find what their bodies are made for for sure have you, you know? have you heard like about um what they used to do you know in like russian schools there was right. this, obviously that thing of always like physical preparedness yeah, yeah. like throwing very general exercises and different sport categories at the children yeah. there to find what they would be good yeah. at you know because yeah, as yeah. you say different heights different structures mm-hmm. all these different things benefit you in different sports, you know, there isn't just one sport for every single, and, and almost relate it back to the gym. There's, you know, exercises that favor you because mm-hmm. of your structures. Yeah. There's exercises that favors me because mm-hmm. of my structures. And it's very much the same with yeah. sports. So that, that was an incredible point. That was, <laughs> I didn't, I didn't even yeah. consider that. Like <laughs> even as, as something as going all the way back to kind of like um, the education system, yeah. like you think, I think, yeah, in PE, it was always, it always favoured the strongest, the yeah. fastest, and as you said, the tallest. Yeah. You know, and luckily for me, I was I was yeah, tall, yeah. so I had that. But 
Wow. Because it's cheap, right? So yeah. like you get a ball and net, you know, and you throw it around. You you, you know, you might have like one field or one like um, basketball. Yeah. Like, um, well, you call it like arena in, in, in your school or whatever. Right? Yeah. But like there's not a lot of schools that will have like, you know, a lifting platform. For sure. Because <laughs> that's expensive. In, in, interesting one, Nam. While we're on this topic, what's your thoughts on younger people so obviously you'd say about school time like what would be your thoughts on people that age at that time getting into things like lifting is there like a way that you would approach that personally like what would yeah because I remember training in school and going to the gym and actually that being one of the things that almost injured me right because obviously I didn't know what I was doing I was just like oh I'll train chest this guy's doing 100 kilos I want to do 101 like do you know what I mean it was that and um yeah, I just, what, what would you think? What would you say about? I mean, um, so our, so my high school, so I grew up, I, I went to high school in India in an American international school. Okay. Um, and so we, there was a gym in school, but mm. it was like mainly for anyone on the varsity teams, right? Okay. Um, and so there were, there were kids who were weight training. Yeah. Um, so I don't even know what that room looked like. Because I never <laughs> But I, I do know that when they wanted to use it, there mm. always had to be. Super and yeah, like um, one, one of the PE teachers had to be there or one of the, you know, one of the sports coaches yeah. had to be there. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it was, yeah. So I think, I mean, like if, you ha- if you're, you know, just like anything, right? If you're supervised by someone who knows better, then, mm. um, then, then it's safe. Yeah. You just like, you know, let let it let a kid like go and try out <laughs> probably not a great idea no of mean? course so, i i definitely um, think there is um a worth in people especially at younger ages exploring yeah. positions like a squat um and and it's not a weight focus it's mm-hmm. about movement quality you know you take that through you that skill if you're doing perfect a perfect squat form your perfect squat form at 10 11 12 13 14 15 when you get to that point where you're able to access a gym that progress yeah. is just going to fly just because you've ingrained such great movement patterns. Yeah. That's that's where I kind of stand on things yeah. when it comes to training younger people anyways. But I just thought that was really interesting to raise with you. Okay. I mean, so, so yeah, so, so that's kind of like how it started, right? But, mm. like, um, I mean, I'm going to kind of, like, jump, jump. Yeah, ju- this is your journey. You jump, you jump wherever jump you need to. Jump to, um, to, to when I was competing in powerlifting. Yes. Right? So, like, um... So when I was at the the world and European bench uh, championships, yeah, what's really interesting is like we go back to like you know like how do what do I think about kids doing this right? For sure. So the Eastern European um, competitors, mm. right? Like they, they they always put like our bio you know before we come in and it's like so and so you know this is your name this is the country that you're re- representing, um, how many years you've been competing? Yes. And some of those Eastern European competitors, you're like. Wait, what? Yeah. She's like, she's like 25 and it says she's been competing for like 14 years. Like, what? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. So they start really young yeah, okay. and, you know, and, and, and then it's kind of like for, for you know, like powerlifting competitively, I think as a, as a federation in the UK is fairly young. Yeah. And so many of us are never going to catch up to those mm. to those people right because they've been doing it for so long and their numbers are like yeah, yeah way up there so that's that's really interesting actually and it, it, i guess it's it's like different societies 
and different ideologies on things like that, you know? Um, mm -hmm. I know, of course, as you, as you probably could appreciate, like when, is it Olympic lifting or powerlifting? You know, the Chinese are like so, so far ahead. So, so, mm -hmm. you just see, and I wonder again, did they train at a super young age? I think they do. <laughs> yeah? Yeah, yeah, I think <laughs> Probably come yeah. out, probably come out yeah. the womb, just like <laughs> <laughs> Olympic <laughs> lifting right from birth. <laughs> no, but I just find that real impressive. And I think kind of, floating around on that point as, you know, you getting into powerlifting, I kind of want to ask you your first question about that journey. And I want to know what you perceived as like a struggle through your fitness journey, because we can sit here now, you know, I know you're amazing at the stuff that you do. Um, very well educated, very well experienced. She is. I, I need to see. I need to see more action, but definitely um, have this this feel of that, you know. Um, and it's easy for people to assume that there's, there was no struggles in that journey. Mm -hmm. Everything was just laid out as it as it was, and oh, it's easy for you, you know. Powerlifter, probably probably born probably born super super strong. So I'd like to know what was kind of the hardest or the biggest struggle in your journey. Would you say? I mean. Like to get there, I I would say I would say all of it is hard, right? Yeah. Like, um, because because I I didn't see myself as like an athlete, right? Mm -hmm. So I just went to the gym because it was like, you know, I, I enjoyed it mm -hmm. and um, it was fun. And actually, the first before I did powerlifting, I actually did calisthenics. Okay. So that was yeah. like like that was like the first thing that I really got into and I was like obsessed with it um and then you know then then you realize you gotta you know work on your legs a little bit more um but I think it I, I think it's still a struggle <laughs> like, yeah, for like sure. I'm, I'm good at benching yeah. right like I'm upper body great I still struggle with squats and deadlifts mm. like I have like I don't have the greatest mobility, okay. and this is partly partly from how my body's structured, partly because I also haven't really, you know, been very diligent in working on mobility. Because like now, mobility is a big thing, right? Yeah, yeah. But back yeah. in the day, I hadn't even heard of it. I mean? like, didn't even know how to spell it back then. Yeah, I won't lie like to you. it was just like stretch after. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and so, so that, so that's kind of like impacted my mobility a little bit, and so, so I think, um, like it's. It's um, yeah, like like you know, out of the three lifts, I, mm. I do struggle with squats. I do struggle with deadlifts. But in in terms of competing as well, I do. I enjoyed competing. Yeah. But um, you know the thing with competing, it's like like I'll so one day right, my coach was like Jasmine. Yeah. You gotta. He's like. You're not being serious. Mm. You got. He's like, this is serious time now, right? Mm. And then I looked at my friend and I was like, hmm. I'm like, but if it's serious, it's not fun. And if it's not fun, <laughs> why am I doing <laughs> it, right? Like that's literally, yeah. like, you know. So it's like, so so, yeah. So for me, I'm kind of like, I'm, I'm, like. I need to have a good time. For sure. So I'm not like I don't have I don't have the anger and the and the I don't have the same anger and the same fire as yeah. like some of the other competitors. Yeah, right? people go to like a dark place to get yeah, their PRs, right? You know, and um and I think I think that's the thing, like because I don't have that. Yeah. It, I feel like that is part of the struggle to then to then progress. Right? Yeah. Okay. Um, but then you know, but then my thought process in this has like also evolved, right? Like, mm. 
Um, so yeah, and and I'm kind of like I feel like I'm kind of almost back to the beginning again. Okay, okay. Um, you talk about struggles, so you know you bring up the breast cancer. For thing, sure, right? for sure, for sure. Um, so last year I was diagnosed with breast cancer, and then I had a double mastectomy. And then I couldn't train for months and months and yeah, months. Yeah. Um, and and I, I still haven't really properly gotten back to powerlifting because that's just like, that's a lot. That's like end, yeah. you know, that's the end of the scale yeah, extreme. Yeah. And yeah, yeah it's, it's giving yourself time for recovery. I mean, that's such yeah. a huge, huge thing. And unfortunately for some people as well, it, it can be, you know, catastrophic, yeah. you know, and it's a pleasure to be sat here with you yeah you know, talking about that and being in a position where you're recovering from that and yeah. even then contemplating like, when can I get back into powerlifting? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I'm really happy, you know, for that, to have this experience yeah. with you because that's the thing as well. People don't talk about recovery enough. Yeah. Um, there's so many things that can happen to people and do happen to people. And I'm guessing when you've kind of operated at such a high level in comparison to, you know, other trainees, yeah. Having something like that, that I guess for a bit almost pulled elements and strings of your life apart um, to be to be at that point where you're you're almost like you say back to the start where yeah. you're climbing up again. Like how how does that feel? Like in the sense, you know, when you said, "Oh, I feel like I'm kind of starting again." Yeah. I guess yeah. What does that feel like for you? I mean, it's. It's kind of weird. I'm kind of like blah about it. Right? Yeah. Like that's how I would describe. <laughs> I'm just like, ugh, um, because I know. So I've had like two surgeries now, right? I had yeah. surgery last year, and I had minor surgery like six weeks ago, and I know I'm gonna have to have another one next year. Yeah. Um. So it's kind of like that blah feeling of like, oh, here we go again, right? Mm. Um. And it's just, I mean, it's like I, I think I try to focus on like, just like being in the moment, do you for know sure, what I mean? For sure. So like what Practicing can I do presence, now? right? Like, yeah, which is which is like, you know, I mean, yeah, I'm not back to where I was before, but sure. right at this moment, I'm mm. so far from where I was right after the surgery. Yeah. Um so I think you just have to like focus on that. Um and and not get too caught up on on what you could do before. Because I think I think even if it wasn't even if it wasn't breast cancer, right? Yeah people's lives change right so like you've been doing fitness for like 20 years right yeah. and people's lives evolve like you you know um like people move jobs people have some people have children some yeah. people you know and so your your priorities and your time mm -hmm. your time your free time mm. changes right so like sure. whether whether it's an illness or whether it's just like you know different things going on in your life it's always going to be like a revolving door of change, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and so at some, you're never, you're never gonna be. Like you might have gotten to a peak, and then you know things kind of distracted yeah. you or whatever, and then you know so then you might not be as strong, may not be as fit, but then like later on you work on it, like you know, and then you get up again, and maybe you don't go back up to where you were, but that's okay. Yeah. You know what I mean? I, I think it's just like it's just kind of being okay with that. A hundred percent, and. I think in a roundabout way, I guess what it sounds like you're alluding to as well is what I kind of come up with is this philosophy of a new balance. And I don't mean the brand, don't mean the shoes, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but 
as we go through life, our passage through life is not stagnant. It's not static. And as you rightly said, circumstances are very dynamic. Things do change. And what we find within that is we're always trying to find our new balance point within that. Like I definitely am interested to know in what I would almost see as kind of like a physical downtime in the sense of like you've had to downregulate some things yeah. because of what's going on. Yeah. Do you feel, how do you feel like you've used that time differently to when obviously pre-diagnosis, pre-everything else? Um, yeah, that would be interesting to know because I'm guessing now that's happened, you've almost taken a different path to what you may have projected that you wanted for yourself, right? Yes, definitely. It's kind of gone, whew. so that would be interesting to know if, you, if you're so, happy to go into yeah, that. yeah, but actually that is like, I have definitely changed the direction. It's almost like, it's almost like it just, it was going this way. And then I'm like, oh, that wasn't working. <laughs> Let's yeah. go that way, yeah. you know what I mean? Um, and so um, pre-diagnosis, like obviously there was like COVID and all that, right? But mm -hmm. like I was doing a lot of online coaching and I was like actually really excited about like, um, you know, like sort of growing yeah. my online coaching business and, you know, and, and getting into that and, um, but then there's, you know, like everyone knows when you run your own business, it's very, like, it's a lot. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, it's a baby. Yeah. End game, it's a baby, yeah. isn't it? It's, it, is. it wakes up, it screams sometimes, yeah. <laughs> it throws up on you. Yeah, yeah. But then there's times where it shows you love yeah. and yeah, exactly. definitely. <laughs> so, so it's a lot. And, um, and I think once I got diagnosed, um, I... I took a different turn and I've actually like started slowing down all that online coaching stuff. Yeah. Um, because I realized at the point that I was diagnosed, like what was the, what were the thoughts going through my head? Right. What, like, cause I think like when a situation like that happens, right. Someone's like, you got cancer, like lots of things go through your head, but it's almost like if you analyze the things that you're thinking about, you realize what your priorities are, right? Sure. Because those are the first thoughts that came, you know, come into your head. Yeah. And for me, it was literally like, okay, so um, how is how is this, you know, like the, the next couple months, the process of, you know, going through like the treatments or surgeries, I was like, how how is this going to impact me in terms of travel? Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, And yeah. that was literally, like, I kid you not, like, the, the only thing I could think of was, <laughs> I was like, okay, can I, I've got a holiday. I've got two holidays. Can I go on this can holiday? I, yeah. Like, like I didn't think of anything else. I wasn't like, can I teach my classes? Can I, do you know what I mean? It was just like, I want to go on holiday. I want to experience, yeah, <laughs> you know, I want like, more I, life I experiences. Like, yeah. is this going to, is this going to impact that? Um, and so from, from that, I realized like, I realized like, yeah, you know, this, this is where I want my life to be. I want to be able to, do the things that I enjoy. Yeah. Right. Um, and I think I, I'm I am quite lucky because you know my husband has my husband has the stable salary job. Yeah. You know? <laughs> so so uh, so that equation is a little bit easier for me for to, sure. to then be like, all right, what do I want? You know, mm. like what what do I think is going to be better for me? Um, and you know, like like even. Um, so so four weeks after my surgery, mm -hmm. so what they do is they, they test all your breast tissue. Okay. And, and they, they, they test it layer by layer, right? Yeah. Um, and yeah, this is, an actual, this is actually an interesting thing. So you get your scans, and then they're like, oh, okay, you've got cancer. It's about this size. And then they do more scans, and then they might find something else, right? Yeah. They're like, okay, well, looks like you're, you know, you've got a little bit more. But it's not until they dissect it, if you're getting a mastectomy. Yeah. 
do you really find out the extent of the cancer? Okay, okay. Right? So like, so what I've started off with like, oh, it's one point five centimeters. Actually, ended up being three centimeters, which didn't show up on. Wow. Wow. Okay. Um, but four weeks later, you know, they 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 sent over the results, and then they were like, okay, you're kind of like in this little gray area because there's something in your lymph node, but it's not cancer, but it's not like not cancer. Um, so we need to, they're like, we don't know if you'd benefit from chemo, so we're going to have to send your your samples over to the U.S. for this test called an oncotype test, right? Yeah. And it basically, it's, it's fairly new. That's why they have to send it to the U.S. They don't do it here. Um, and it tests the tumor, specifically your tumor, to see like how, you know, what its characteristics are and what your risk of recurrence is, right? So then that was going to take another two weeks. And in that moment, when when they were like we're not sure and I'm like oh I gotta wait some more, um, and again I was just like okay if I need chemo can I go on holiday and they're like no. <laughs> like, <seriously>. I was <laughs> actually gonna ask you, like, and that's the thing I was gonna ask you is like you know in that waiting time like what was she thinking about? But clearly all yeah, it was was, I was yeah I was like I was like okay if, I, if, if it comes out that I need chemo can I go on holiday? They're like no, um, and then I'm like okay so I should go on holiday now. Uh, well, I'm like if if you're sending this, you know, the stuff for another two weeks, and they're like, uh, yeah, <laughs> like probably, and then they're like, okay, well, tomorrow we're gonna have like you know a big meeting, and we'll confirm it, right? Yeah. We literally, we got, we started kind of roughly planning like, okay, like this trip to Morocco that we wanted to do, um, where are we gonna go? Mm. What, what's the route? And we kind of roughly planned it out, and then at four p.m. on a Wednesday. They called and they were like, "Okay, yes, uh, we're gonna send out your, you know, your samples to to the U.S." And I'm like, "Okay, when do you want me back for?" And they're like, "Before November, by the end of October." That was like last year. Yeah. Um, and I kid you not, for the next four hours, we booked our flight, mm -hmm. we booked our train tickets, car rental. I booked like the seven different hotels that we were gonna stay in because yeah. we were moving around. We mapped the routes. Um, we packed our bags and we left the next morning at 10 a.m. Like, I basically, like, my husband emailed work and he was just like, hey, this is happening. I'm going. Yes. And then, um, and then, yeah, and then I just, I emailed, you know, Jim Box and I also emailed, like, the people who are covering me and I'm like, hey, can you cover me, like, this is the situation, longer, right? right? Mm -hmm. um, and then we just took off. But, that, it, but in that moment, you kind of realize, like, what is important to you, right? Mm. Like so, so I felt like spending time with my husband. You know, we we always like we we kind of when we first met, we bonded over travel. Right? Yeah, like yeah. He wanted to travel. He never traveled, and I grew up. You know, um, my dad worked for Singapore Airlines. I traveled everywhere since hey. I was like a little kid, right? Um, and so we bonded over that. We've always wanted that was always our thing. We wanted to travel. Yeah. Um, but like in a moment like this, you it solidifies like. This this is this is what you want in your life. Hundred percent, hundred percent. Um. So, then going back to the whole like you know, online coaching stuff, mm -hmm. right? With online coaching and running your own business, I realize I'm like, when you go away, you take, you take it with you. Yeah, it's 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 another suitcase. Yeah, you do like, not. Genuinely, yeah. it's more luggage. Yeah, you don't you don't go on holiday and just shut everything off, right? Yeah. Um. And so. So that was when I started to be like, okay, you know what, like work, work isn't 
it can't be everything for me right now. hundred percent. You know, so hundred percent. Um, so I started to like taper that off, and then um, trying to teach more classes mm-hmm. at the gym because because I feel like it's enjoyable and it's stress free. Like I don't have to deal with like you know I don't take anything with me. Yeah. I just find the covers, and then when I'm gone, I'm you know I'm gone. You do your thing, right? Like, yeah. So. That, that's really important. Yeah. Have I cut you? No, no. I, so that's really important as well. Is um, is knowing in yourself because it's obviously it's unfortunate that something has to arise so much that puts life into yeah. perspective. Um, but I feel that people don't, and they're all they everything is sometimes career. Yeah. And I think something beautiful that you were kind of saying, and it got my mind stuck on, is I always say to people now, why do you want to earn money? Like, yeah. why do you want to earn more money? Oh, money makes the world go around. Money makes this, and I was like. Okay, cool. So when we scrape that back, what you're really trying to say is that you want great experiences while you're alive mm-hmm. and you probably want to spend those experiences with people that matter to mm-hmm. you. So are we earning money because we like the feel of the paper in our hands or are we earning it for the sense of security mm-hmm. you feel from it? Are we earning it for the sense of usefulness? If mm-hmm. someone comes up to me who's close to me and they're like, I need this mm-hmm. and I'm like, it's fine, have mm-hmm. that, you know? it gives us the ability to be generous and I think that's that was really nice that you kind of threw that into perspective and your reaction to that was you know I don't want to take this stuff with me I I do want to be more present I do want to enjoy stuff so when I say to people for instance I only work in my gym Monday to Wednesday if I relate that back last year my grandma was you know on this real bad health decline she's passed now and it was vascular dementia um and I had that same question. I had that same level of thinking mm-hmm. where for me it was, what am I earning all of this for? Mm-hmm. And I was doing four and a half days. I was doing half a day on a Friday. And I was like, I think my clients are going to be okay with this. I grouped all, everyone, all of them together. I had a serious conversation. And I was like, guys, I'm dropping down to Monday yeah. to Wednesday. And the reason why is... I thank everyone because you've helped me get to this point. I'm not saying goodbye to anyone, but I will only be available in these days because this is what's happening. If I can earn all this money, but I can't spend time with the people that need me when they need me, because you'll never get that time back again. Exactly. That was, I had a very similar, of course, it was on my grandmother and it wasn't actually me, but I had that same conversation at some point where I just think it's a very powerful one to have. Mm -hmm. And it puts a lot into perspective because now, three-day work a week, people are like, oh, you must be living a life. I'm like, well, no, I'm actually, <laughs> I'm a lot busier because <laughs> I'm able to pursue other yeah, things. Yeah, yeah. You know, you want to have an impact in any way you can that's positive. So that was, yeah. Yeah. Like sometimes I hear people, you know, and they're, and they're like, and they're like, oh, I'm, you know, I'm just like, I'm just, I'm just so busy. I'm just so busy. I have no, no time to like, you know, do anything else. Right. <sighs> and um, like, you know, my friend Tara, right. Like yeah. we have this conversation all the time. You guys always see us in the gym. Yeah. In- inseparable. Right? Like they're inseparable. <laughs> um, I s- wait one second. I saw her today <laughs> and there was, there was, there was, she was with someone and I was like trying to see if it was jazz because we were supposed to be meeting for this. And I was like, it doesn't feel right. <laughs> She felt like like a, a lowercase Tara that day. I was just like, <laughs> no. but like, but you know, I I always say to her because she's got a really good schedule too, right? Like yeah. she works remotely. She's been working remotely since pre COVID. She was yeah. the the OG of like remote work. And, <laughs> you know I mean? um, and um, you know, and and because she works remotely, and she, you know, she she's I think she's got a good balance. You know, she yeah. loves the gym. She gets time to go to the gym and you know do other stuff and. Um, you know, she still works. Mm, um, mm. 
but but you know at one point she was just like oh i don't know like sometimes i feel bad like it's it's not maybe i'm not working enough right and i said to, mm. i said to her i was just like no i'm like i'm like you know that this is this is like the way that we're living right now i'm like this is great like this is this is what we want you know yeah. you want to be happy yeah you want to earn your money mm-hmm. but you want to have balance and do things that you like and you want to go through your day feeling like you know like happy and giddy over life for <laughs> right? sure and that's, for and that's sure are, for sure know? for sure and um, that that's that's a huge importance it's like yeah you want to earn your money but then you want to be able to have time to use what you've yeah. been do you know what i mean yeah. because end game we give away our time to earn money that's that's the truth yeah. so surely with the money that we earn we should be able to use it in the time yeah. to enjoy the, you know our yeah. free time as much as we can yeah. moving on from this unless you've got anything else to add um no no <laughs> i want to know um a high point in in the career in this fitness journey in everything i guess that we've kind of discussed what has been like the peak of peaks and she smiles and she thinks and she looks up <laughs> she's looking at that Everest what's right at the peak of that you know what's funny about that question is that I feel like right now yeah like I feel like I'm I'm getting to that peak yeah because right now I know what I want right and I and I'm like I said, you know, we're talking about the career stuff and the money stuff that, you know, it's it's like it's it's only part of the equation. But I feel like right now I'm I feel like I'm pretty much there. Yeah. Because I know what I want in life. I have a balance. Mm-hmm. Um and every day I wake up and I'm I just really just enjoy my day. That's good. That's, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. That that is the main thing, you know, and and on the weekends, you know, because my husband works Monday to Friday. Yeah. On the weekends, I used to work Saturday Sundays all the time, okay, right? Wow. I no longer do that. Wow. I no longer work Saturday Sundays. I spend the weekends with him, and if I'm not spending the we- weekend with him, I'm spending the weekend with some friends. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Um. And so for me, I feel like I feel like this is what life is supposed to be about. Mm-hmm. Do you know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like you're literally you're. Yeah. You're the main character in your story yeah. and, and, and you're enjoying it for as it is. And yeah. I think that's incredible is, like I said, I think it's finding your new balance, yeah. you know, as situations change. That's an amazing win. Yeah. And to wake up with, I guess, being content, being happy, because yeah. everyone wants to be happy. And as you've probably seen, everyone's like, that's not realistic. It's not. Mm-hmm. And contentment is always second best. And that's what it sounds like. And I think I see that with you. You know, often when I see you on a day-to-day basis, always just like a ray of sunshine. Yeah. Even even if it's raining outside, <laughs> this lady is smiling, and I think it's just such an amazing thing, and it, it's such a beautiful place to be. I think a lot more people can benefit yeah. from just finding that new balance. Yeah. Um, something that you mentioned as well, that I thought was really really interesting is people going, oh, "I wish I had time. Don't have time. Wish I had time. Don't have time." You create your life. We make time, yeah. you know, we we write those lines in. And I think when I sometimes look at people who don't make time, it's really that it's not a priority. Mm-hmm. You know, you've found these new priorities and then you've decided to make time for those priorities. Yeah. I think that's something that people really miss out on the fact that, you know. Yeah. So in terms of, you know, making things a priority is super super important to to just sometimes say it's not that i don't have the time 
is really that that isn't a big enough priority for me is such an important thing because once you start to change your language, mm. you start to transform that. You're like, actually, no, it is a priority. <laughs> I do need to make time for yeah. that. And I think that was that was the point I was trying to get onto as well, is sometimes people say they don't have enough time because the time they feel they need to make for the thing that they they don't have time for is too much of a big ask. And to that, I often say to people, why don't you just give the smallest amount that you can give? Mm -hmm. So if it's only half an hour, it's half an hour more mm -hmm. than you was doing. If it's 15 minutes, it was 15 minutes mm -hmm. more than you was doing, is how I, and how I believe that to kind of grow is, yeah. the more you engage with it, you're like, ah, oh, that is actually of use to me. Yeah. That is actually making me happier. You know, with some of the priorities that you've listed, it's like, I'm guessing the more time you spent putting them ahead of other things, you're like, no, this is because I actually do want to do this. Yeah. And then you then start to see how you could put more of that time into yeah. doing more things like that. Yeah, because my happy, my happy like chemicals are like, Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> we, we want more, we want more. <laughs> yeah, we feed, want more feed us, feed us, feed us. <laughs> so that, there's, there's that, which is, no, I love that. Honestly, that's such an amazing point. And, and, and my husband and I always say this, right? Like yes. people want to earn a lot of money, right? Mm -hmm. But at the end of the day, right? Mm. Earning more and more money doesn't mean you actually have more money. What happens is you have more things. Yes. More expensive things. Like, you know, like let's say, you know, like I have a house and you have a house and, you know, you earn, you've worked and to earn a shitload of money mm. and then you got a bigger house with a bigger mortgage. You just have a bigger mortgage. 100%. That's all. It's not that you have more money than I do. You well, have a bigger mortgage. You've got more responsibilities. There we go. More stress. There we go. Do you know what I mean? What is my, one of my favorite artists, Biggie Smalls? More money, more problems. There's <laughs> right. literally, like, yeah, yeah. and it literally is yeah. the thing. It literally is the thing. That's that's a great, great point. Yeah. Can I then ask then, Jazz, what is next? What is next? What is next? What is next? Um, I've been thinking about this. So recently, I, you know, I, I don't know if you know, like Jim Box partnered up with Battle Cancer, um, which is like the event. The, the that classes I'm, and stuff like yeah. that, right? Yeah. So Battle Cancer is the the event that uh, Tara and I are competing in um, oh. on Sunday with the fundraiser um for to like for for your chosen cancer charity but anyway so so Jimbox partnered up with battle cancer um uh, to to run these battle prep classes for 12 weeks right yeah and what was really great about these classes uh, what was different was it was kind of like it was like a you know wad crossfit style 45 minute mm, workout but 15, ben, ben would love that yeah, no, ben, <laughs> that's a but the last 15 minutes of every class, so it was a, it was actually an hour class. The last fifteen minutes, yeah, um, it was a mental health discussion. Wow! So, like my my class at Stratford did really well. It performed really well, mm. um, and we actually I felt like we really built a community. Everybody, you know, uh, the, the regulars they came, mm. um, you know, like at the end to, to to sit down and have the discussions, right? And I felt like it was very, it was sort of like very rewarding, right? And I feel like I want to do more stuff like that. Yeah, that would be incredible. Um, I want to do more stuff like that, and I probably um. I want to see if I can get more involved with, like, helping other people uh, who, you know, have had cancer. For sure, uh, with for sure. And stuff. Uh, so I did I did do the Battle Cancer Level 1 certification. Amazing. Um, so we'll see. Like, that, but that, I feel like that's kind of, like, the direction that I would like to go yeah. to. Yeah, yeah. Um, mainly, mainly just because, 
yeah, I, I just enjoy enjoy lifting people up. Yeah, <laughs> you know, it's empowering you know. people, right? Yeah. It's empowering people, especially through something such as destructive as something mm. like cancer to be like, okay, here on the other side, mm. like you're planning to get back into your training and you know there's people that don't have that foundation, yeah. they don't have that base like yeah, you, yeah. you know, and unfortunately it's, they've fallen way further because mm. of what they've been diagnosed with. So mm. I think it's an amazing thing for you to, um, mm. to interact with that and try to uplift those people because I really feel as if you have that about yeah. you and hopefully for people um, kind of like watching this and listening to this episode is if there are people who are affected by that I'm hoping that this kind of conversation that we're having here is something that is a bit kind of like cathartic um, and gives people that little bit more is it introspective where they just can like focus in on themselves a little bit more and and do some of this fine dust in this spring cleaning that you've done because it's just amazing and I, I think when you told me about this part of your journey it was always something where I said to you like, I want to get you onto yeah. this podcast and this is something I do want to talk about because there's power to your story and there's people who have been in a similar spot to you who don't know what to do mm. and won't vocalize it yeah. and whereas I feel like it's taking you down a very positive insightful yeah. path they may have gone a very entirely different way yeah, but I think like that's the thing though, right? So, so in actual fact, the new research is coming out that that um, I think there are a lot of countries where they are trying to push for exercise to be adjunct therapy, yeah, yeah. Um, or adjunct treatment um, for cancer, right? Yeah, and it should be like the first. They say it should be the first line of treatment, right? Okay. So when you get diagnosed, yeah, while you're waiting for all the other stuff, the first thing you can do is exercise, right? So mm. they're trying to, I think Australia is trying to do this and I think the US as well, they're trying to actually like put it in mm. um, as as like this is, you know, exercise should be the first line of treatment. And for me, I feel like it has really helped because, because it, it's one of those things that's so good for you, right? Mm. And if you know how to do it, you, when something like this happens, like what's the first, what, what was my first default? Well, I, it's like, Okay, well, I, I, you know, I'll leave like all the tr cancer treatment stuff to the experts on that. Yeah. But what I know how to do is I know how to eat well and I know how to exercise. So that is that's the first thing yeah. you know, that I'm, that, that I'm going to do. I'm like, all right, you know, like like focus on that a little bit more. Mm. Make sure I get, you know, I get my workouts in um, and. And, and I think, it, I really feel like it made a difference because, like, you know, I'm, I'm on medication now for, like, 10 years, right? Yeah. So it's, like, an estrogen suppressor. It puts me into, like, post-menopause. Yeah. Um, and there's supposed to be, like, a million side effects to this thing, right? Wow. And I feel like my side effects are so minimal mm. because of exercise and nutrition. Wow, you know? okay. Because, like, for me, I'm kind of like, you know, it's like, it's like I don't know. I'm not a scientist, I'm not a doctor, mm. but what I know is exercise, and what I know is, like, nutrition, right? Yeah. So I'm like, so I'm going to default back to all that. Well, you're actually um, using something, aren't you? Yeah. Yeah, you're using that, is it Noom or something like that? You know the one where you were telling me about how certain foods affect you? Oh, Zoe. Zoe, yes. yeah. Yes, yeah, 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 yeah. So, yeah, exactly, yeah. I, I signed up cool. for the Zoe. Um, and... Yeah, and, and so I feel I feel like all all these side effects like it's it's very minimal. Like we can yeah. barely notice it. You know. Yeah. I heard something. Am I talking or are you talking? <laughs> I don't Wait, know. this is going to be in there anyways. So yeah, just quickly, 
um, camera died, so I had to step out and address that. It happens, it happens, it's technology. Technology is going to tech, isn't it? Tech is going to tech. But when you were telling me that story, you actually reminded me of someone I haven't spoke to in a little while, but when I was based back in Northampton, there was actually another lady who unfortunately was affected by breast cancer, um, a fair bit older than yourself, mm-hmm. but she was always in the gym with her husband. I'd say... I, I used to joke around, but I used to say, you're you're here more than I am. Like, <laughs> I'm like, you're here more than I am, seriously. And she was just incredible. And she actually does remind me so much of you in a sense of, it was that thing, I can't control yeah. what they want me to put into my body. I can't control the fact that I have to have chemo, yeah. maybe losing a sensation, yeah, like she was losing yeah. sensation in her fingers, her taste oh, yeah, was yeah, off, yeah, that yeah. kind of stuff. But she was like, but what I can do is, I enjoy coming to the gym, I enjoy the environment, the people that I'm around. And if, you know, I have to be, even if I have to spend this time and I have to be ill, obviously, with what yeah. she's affected, which is like, I want to enjoy it and I want to make sure that I'm looking after myself yeah. still. And I just remembered when you were just, when you were saying that, I completely like yeah. forgot about her and, and it just reminded me of everything. And she was just so inspiring and she was, I would have never known yeah, yeah. that she'd had that diagnosis. I, I wouldn't have never known that she was having that she went into remission and then she came out of it and she had to do this stuff. So she was just a ray, like yourself. She was just a ray of sunshine. And I think, yeah, just incredible, incredible, incredible to have you on here. Incredible, just in general, through this obstacle that you're facing that not everyone faces. And often people would really crumble in the mm-hmm. face of something like cancer is just really nice to see it's, it's just empowered you further but yeah but it's, it's one of those things right there are certain things in your life that you cannot control right For sure so and and i mean unfortunately it's like as as much as as you know we we try to live a healthy lifestyle we exercise mm. we eat well um many of us are going to get cancer yeah. do you know what i mean because yeah. that's that's just the stats like there's like too much stuff in the planet right now that's yeah. you know that's that we can't control. That's right? getting into conspiracies, right? Yeah. Just, 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 it's your um, food, what? <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there, yeah, there's yeah, things yeah, that yeah, we can't course. control, right? So, so, but there are things that we can control, which is like, like just us trying our best. Mm. You know? Waking um, up every day and just yeah. trying yeah. for better. And, and, and in the end, you know, like for some people, it doesn't work. Yeah. But at least you tried. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You did something, right? Because, yeah. I mean, that's the other thing, too, that I, I think I struggled with in the, the initial diagnosis is, like, is, you know, you, you start to, to listen to, like, how you can help yourself, and people are always like, oh, exercise. Like, how do you prevent cancer? You exercise, and you eat, like, good food. And I'm like, okay, but I was already doing that, you yeah. know? But then, yeah. you know, I still got cancer. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's like, it's like, well, what if I wasn't doing that? Mm. It might be worse. Do you know what I mean? For I, sure. I could feel worse. I could have had it earlier. I could have, you know. Yeah. Um. So. So yeah. So the only thing you can do is just like help yourself with the things that you can control. The controllables, yeah. Yeah, right? Exactly. Control the controllables. And let go of the things that you can't control. Yeah. For sure. So, for yeah. sure. For sure. Did you tell me? So I remember because we went down a, a nice little rabbit hole. Did you tell me what you, what was like the vision for jazz going forwards? I did. Yes. Confirmed, 100%. Because <laughs> yes, we went down this whole road of like, 
diagnosis stuff like that. And I was like, did I, did I get to that? Do you mind do you mind reminding me just one more time? Yes, I said that, like, I talked about the battle cancer. Yes, um, yes, the prep, yes. The prep classes, and I said I wanted to do more stuff like that. Okay, like, perfect, perfect. Because um, I think, I think, I mean, I think the main thing with that was, like, the community. Yeah. You know, the community that was built through that class. And I mm. think, like, for people, like, affected by cancer, uh, if you, you know, want them to get back and help them get into training, you got to build a community. For sure. The community is what makes people come back. Yes, yes, you know? yes. So. And the, the reason why I asked you that, again, is because outside of this, just to be clear, that that is her next step, by the way. That's that's <laughs> what she wants to do. Um, it's because everyone needs to know where they're going to find you, yeah. right? And that's that's why I needed to make sure we covered that point. So let me ask that to you, Jazz. Is like, how can people stay up to date? How can people stay in touch? And how can people who potentially are listening to this who may have been affected or know someone who has been affected by this potentially get in touch? Um, I would say my Instagram is probably the easiest way. Yeah. Um, Jazzo travels and trains. That, that will be that will be somewhere <laughs> for you guys. That will be somewhere. Jazzo travels and trains. So <laughs> is, my, is my handle. Um, yeah, I mean, I've... Like lots of people have actually reached out to me um, in the past, like, and that's why that's why I share things. Right? Yeah. Um, yeah, well, you share some incredible yeah. stuff. There's some stuff where I just I don't like watching a lot of long form content anymore. I don't really like being on Instagram or TikTok or anything for far too long. Yeah. But I will say that your videos make me stop and listen because I know your story already, yeah. and I'm always interested to hear what advice sound bites anything yeah. that you can kind of offer so yeah, yeah but um but there was there's um a guy on instagram who had breast cancer by the way like yeah. men also get breast cancer um and so he's kind of like the face of like male breast cancer and he actually posted this thing the other day which i thought was great and um and you know just like reaffirms that like you know i i i, sh I want to talk about this more yeah and he said that one day um, I said something like, one day your your story is going to be somebody's survival guide. A hundred percent. You know, 100%. You know, just I, like that is, yeah, that's uh, exactly what it is. Because you can't, it's really hard to navigate something like this mm -hmm. on your, on the internet, right? Because like, yeah. you, there's so much information, you might type in like, you know, certain questions and stuff, but, but, you, but there, there's no actual like, back and forth sort yeah. of, you know, like on the internet, right? Mm. So so when the only way to really find out in detail about like, oh, okay, if I wanted to get, you know, after the mastectomy, yeah. if I wanted to get, you know, the implant reconstruction versus the, you know, the, the, the tissue reconstruction versus the going flat, you know, it, it, the information's there, but until you talk to someone who has had it, yeah, who has done it, you're not actually going to, you're not going to fully understand the process of it, you know. For sure, for sure. Um, and so that's why, that's why I'm like, I, I just talk about it, and, and if people have, you know, going through the same thing, they can reach out to me, um, and I'm happy to chat with them about it and also point them in the direction of other people who, you know, like, because I had, like, implant reconstruction, mm. um, and someone else had, like, you know, using their own body tissue to rebuild, and somebody else I know just went flat, you know. Yeah. So I'm like... I know people now that like you know I can be like oh well if this is what you're thinking about you know you, you can ask so and so right person, like yeah. and it's just like building this network that yeah. you can then you know help people yeah for sure know. for sure and I think you know if people do get the opportunity to like Jazz is just an amazing person who 
will do that and I guess to the best of her ability. So I think it's got to like my favorite point <laughs> in all of this. Oh, and I'm, I'm going to double check that this is actually <laughs> recorded because I, this is like my favorite part now. Goodness. Are you gonna ask me the random question? Yes. Oh God. <laughs> <laughs> it's random question time. Oh, yeah. How how is it random? If do you know the question? No, know no, 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 no. So so I, so I go on. Um, <laughs> there's actually I think it's like a Washington. Um, oh, what's it called? A Washington University or something like that, right? They have like a random question generator online. Oh my god! Yeah, I I did some research for this. <laughs> <laughs> I did some research oh for this. God. I think the most relentless thing is though, as soon as you put like anything, and this is why I go for walks. I said this. Anytime I go for walks, like by myself, yeah. I put my phone, put everything right, right, right. away. As soon as I've turned my mobile data on, turn my Wi-Fi on, barrage of everything. Okay. <laughs> That this is what I don't like. All right, so I'm clicking for my question. I'm going to show you what it is. Ooh, it's not a bad one. Okay. It's a f I think you'll like this one. Okay. You get <laughs> to have a little look. Wait. Yeah? I'm going to ask you. So what is on your bucket list this year? Oh, my God. <laughs> the year is almost ending. <laughs> Let's say for 2024. It's 2024 now, right? No, that we're going in. Well, that we're going yeah, into. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. 2024. So, what's on your 2024 bucket list? What is on the 2024 bucket list? This is also so random. So, I've been to South Africa. Okay, whereabouts? Um, Cape, uh, Cape Town. Mm -hmm, right? mm -hmm. We traveled around. So, yeah. I've been to the southernmost point of Africa. Yeah. And I've been to Morocco, and I've been to the northernmost point of Africa. I have not been anywhere, anywhere else. In <laughs> <laughs> it's time to flesh out that continent yeah, now, yeah? So, um, we're, we're thinking to go to Ghana. Wow, okay. As, like, a first stop in, like, you know, mm. like, not north or South mm. Africa. Um, but that's again like it's a bucket list is always for me I think always has to do with travel yeah what for haven't, sure for what sure. haven't you seen what haven't I seen what, you know that definitely kind of so, um, so yes so that is that that is definitely on the <laughs> bucket list so mid Africa not north yeah. not south but mid yeah. Um, so yeah that's what I was going to quickly say as well is like a lot of how I like to travel is it's always fueled by like the natural world wonders I've always said that seeing the normal world wonders for me, it's not in unimaginable. I want to see things that is that are unimaginable in yeah. this world. What I mean by that is, and I don't, obviously don't mean to oversimplify something like the Great Wall of China yeah, or the Taj Mahal, yeah. but end game, it's either a really, really big wall or it's a really, really big building. Don't come for me, anyone, because this is it will it just it will make sense. Whereas I went to Turkey and I went to Pamukkale, which apparently means the cotton cloud, right. which was a mountain that looked like it was pure snow and it was actually pure white calcium carbonate, which was just like solid rock. And like, you can't imagine it. You can only experience that if yeah. you were there, right? Yeah. Then when you got to the top, it almost felt like a biblical place. There was all these Roman... Um, Roman tombs, there was like the way that they used the aqueducts, so their 
uh, like their water system. And there was actually a big pantheon, like a big amphitheater, sorry, with all the massive pillars and stuff. And it's, again, I want to go, I want to travel, I want to see things that you can't imagine until you've seen them. Uh, I don't know if you know anything about South America. There's a... Uh, a salt flat. That's another continent I haven't touched. Yeah. Either. So there's a salt flat there called where heaven meets earth. And when right. it rains, it's perfectly reflective. So people mm-hmm. often go through on their bikes and you can see yourselves, but people take amazing pictures of like the night sky right, reflecting right, right, perfectly right. on the ground right. in the wet right. season. It's just, it's absolutely beautiful. And um, and it's people as well, right? Like yeah, kind of yeah. Like and food. Like, yeah. Big, Cultures, big on the food. Yeah. yeah. Big it's on the food. Just, uh, but, but this is the thing, right? Like, I mean, with everything that's going on in the world, like, you know, all this year and stuff like that, I feel like if people traveled more and, yeah. and interacted with people who were very different from them, like, yeah. on a regular basis, mm-hmm. um, like, I think the world would be a better place. <laughs> no, definitely. <laughs> definitely. We, we, uh, we definitely miss out on life experience when we're not open to... Um, visiting other cultures, yeah. learning from other cultures and helping other cultures learn from us. I think when people don't communicate, that's when there is the problem because yeah. that's when people have these uninformed beliefs. Yeah. That's when there's this hostility for no real reason. You know, um, definitely, if there's one thing that you've probably gained from this episode, you need to travel more. <laughs> you need to, yeah. I need to travel. I, know, I, tra- yeah. I, mean, I love it. Yeah, and, and the thing is, and you know, unfortunately, Instagram has like glamorized travel mm. right like it's a luxury it's a glamorous thing mm. it doesn't have to be mm. it can be simple it doesn't have to be glamorous it can be cheap yeah do you know what i mean it can be for the purpose of really just like connecting with people for sure yeah. i think what's quite funny as well is my bucket list for this year was to go abroad at least four times this year right. so it was a very travel based one i've done twice mm-hmm. i'm tra- i think i'm going to try and aim for another two, but I'm also going to Africa next year because I'm climbing Kilimanjaro. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, Tanzania. So, you know, that's where I'm trying. I don't know where, like, my geography is terrible, by the way. So for all I know, that's probably, like, (laughs) in the corner somewhere. But... I don't think it's in the corner. No, yeah, it's not in the (laughs) corner. We need you guys to check that. But I think what I'm going to do then, Jazz, so we're not cheering off everyone's ear on your own, is we're going to wrap this up here. Before we do that, I'm going to ask you guys and girls and peoples and peoples, what is on your bucket list for 2024? Because 2023, it's almost over, right? It's almost over. It's almost over. <laughs> anyway, I've been Naeem, and this has been... Jasmine. <laughs> Take care, guys. Stay healthy. Stay strong.